Well, friends, it is uh, good to be here this morning. Uh, my name is Austin, and I am uh, the lead pastor here. And we're starting a new series, um, and we've been talking a lot about joy. And over the next few weeks, we're going to journey through Philippians and and really understand what does it look like for us to be people that not just understand uh, the concept of joy, but what does that look like to live out. But before we do that, one of our distinctives is that we uh, talk about togetherness. Our mission and our vision is to find and follow Jesus together, which means that we don't just talk to you. We talk to one another. And so the way that we do that is we take the next five minutes and we encourage you to go grab some coffee, uh, some tea, some water, some uh, pastries. And as you go, we call it on the way discipleship. We call this on-the-way discipleship, is that you learn to get to know one another, and then you learn to love one another. And so we do that with a helpful prompt. And so our prompt this way, um, as you may have noticed, in honor of my own, what's your worst injury and what's the story that goes with it? All right, take the five minutes and we'll be back together. It's really, it's really good to... Uh, to hear all of the, all the joy in, in the house this morning. Um, there's a little story, uh, behind it, a little wardrobe change. On Tuesday, um, Tuesday, I, it was an epic day for me. Uh, it was our last Tuesdays together. Um, I decided to, uh, join in youth group and play a little game. Uh, and, um, they were supposed to find Waldo, and I want you parents to know, you failed your children. They're terrible at finding Waldo. So, uh, nobody found me, but I came back in, and I was like, hey, I'm here, and then we played a game, and, um... I lost, I lost the game, and so I was uh, challenged to wear this. Uh, what they didn't know is I was already planning on wearing this, which is great, uh, because I don't know if you've ever uh, had a book. As a kid, I love these ones. I'd love to go to the library and check out a Where's Waldo book, and they had many, many pages where you go and you look for Waldo, but what is the point, like, what happens um, in those books, right? There's many that look like Waldo, but there's only one Waldo. And the funny thing about that is, is as I was thinking about um, this series and how we launched it, is that there's so many times that we go looking and searching for things like Waldo, or we look in books and in, and where we're searching in the, like the magic eye thing, where you kind of contort your eyes to actually see. And so you're searching for something, and often you get lost in the midst of your searching. And I think this is what happens when we believe that you actually go and search for joy. Like in Paul in the book of Philippians that we're going to walk through, it's not something that you find Joy is a gift that you receive. Joy isn't something that you go out and you search for and you find it. Joy is a gift that you receive from the person of Jesus Christ, who is the embodiment source of joy. And so this morning, as we talk about uh, being joyful, um, I'm wearing this because I want you to see a whole reminder the whole time is that you're not looking into find joy it's there as a gift to you. So if you want to join me um, in in reading uh, our text this morning, it's in Philippians chapter 1, right at the beginning. So whether you have it digitally um, in your uh, on your phone or um, you have a physical Bible, I'd love for you to turn with me. Um, it's also going to be up on the screen. And so this is Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 8. And it says this. 
Paul and Tiffany, uh, Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. Together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, and in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you in the affections of Christ Jesus. And so this is our uh, word this morning. And as we dive into it, there's a few things that I just want to point out as we start and launch this series on joy. When you are someone who has been searching for it, you might be saying like, Austin, you have no idea my life. That there is no way in my life so far or in periods of my life that I can say I am a person of joy because of the things that have happened in my life. I am, uh, Mark, uh, our associate pastor, um, said, it was so funny, like, you're going to be preaching on joy and you have had probably like the two hardest weeks that I have ever seen in the last 18 months. Uh, we moved um, from the south side of the plateau to the north side and in the midst, we like destroyed the house that we are buying, put new floors, painted it from top to ceiling. And so I was like from... You know, 10 a.m. to 1 1 a.m., you know, that next morning, we were just at a grind, and I was exhausted, and then this happens on Tuesday, and it's like, man, how, like, you could say, and you could be validating me, which made me feel really good, is that you'd be like, Austin, like, it's okay for you to have the humdums, the glums, to be a little Eeyore, but that would be a reality that isn't consistent with the gospel that we see in Jesus Christ here in Philippians. Because choosing joy, when we talk about choosing joy, is a response regardless of your circumstances. Like what we see here is that Paul is saying that I choose the joy that I have in Christ and in his people regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in. And you see it in, in Philippians, in the, in the seventh verse, it says this, that whether I, am ch- whether I am in chains defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. That we find Paul writing this letter after he's been shipwrecked and after he's in prison in Rome. And he writes this letter to the Philippians, a church that he has immense joy and love for, and yet he is in chains in a place in prison where most of us would think that joy does not exist in prison. Like even on our modern day prison, you wouldn't be like, man, I'm going to go there because that's the place that joy exists. You would say that's a place where it actually doesn't. But Paul here says, hey, Philippians, you have been missionary partners with me. And I want to tell you right now, I have joy today in spite of the circumstances I find myself in. And so this morning, like wherever you are today, wherever you've brought your life up to this moment, whether it's 18 years or 88 years or 108 years, I want you to know that the joy that you can have in Christ is not determined and dictated by the circumstance you find yourself in today. Nor is this the end. 
Like, I love that Paul, you know, maybe if we were writing a letter, they'd be like, hey, I'm in prison, and I'm probably going to die here. It's so sad. Will you just pray for me that the end would be it? No, he doesn't even do that. He goes on and he says, like, right before this, when he talks about the joy, he says that choosing joy, choosing joy is a response to the truth that God is not done with you yet or with him yet. Like he says this, that, that the grace is enough for you. Think about the grace that he talks about, that we all, everybody, even from Paul to the disciples to all of the deacons and the overseers and the fellowship, every believer from the highest of status to the lowest of low, that God's grace is given the same amount to you and to me and to everyone. And to think about that, the, like right now, catalog in your brain all the things that should keep you out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Everything that you have done in your life so far that should disqualify you from being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You got them? For some of you, they're really short. And for some of us, they're really long. And you're not done yet. You need the whole rest of the day. And now think of the things that qualify you to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'll give you two seconds. <laughs> the difference is that the same grace is offered to you. That all those things that should disqualify you from the grace in a relationship with Jesus Christ is offered you as a free gift out of his love and his care and his concern for you. And if that's not enough for you to have joy, book a session with me. I got an hour. We'll go get coffee and we'll talk about it. But think about it. Like all the things that should keep you out of a relationship. You're sitting right here and you're on your journey of finding and following Jesus. And in that journey, everything that you have done so far should take you off of that road. And yet because his grace is so good for you, he allows you on the road. He invites you into the house. He sits you at his table. He feeds you. He loves you. He clothes you. He gives you room to stay. And if his grace wasn't enough for you, Paul says it even better. In verse 6, he says this, and this is a verse that my dad spoke over me that is a lie first. And he says this, being confident of this, being confident of this, that he, yeah, yeah, yeah. In all my prayers with you, I've always prayed because of your partnership, that being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will see it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ and when he returns. If you're, if grace isn't a good enough news for you, don't worry. I got you. Because then look at your life right now and all the choices that you made and all the places that you think you should be further down the road with Jesus, that you're falling behind, that you are a lost cause. Can I tell you some good news? Is that if you're alive and if you're breathing the oxygen that is a free gift from Christ to you, he is not done with you yet. He's not done with you yet. Because you have a God who has not only given you the free grace, but he says it's not just grace in that moment, and then he leaves you to figure out the rest. He says, I'm going to do a good. It's not about what you can do for him, about what he is doing in you. joy. That's joy to say beyond my circumstances, beyond what I've done, what I should have done and what I have left undone and all these things that I should be listing and not be in a relationship. Man, I should be kicked out of the family. And yet he says, my son and my daughter, breathe the breath that is a gift to you 
Because I'm working in you. I'm not done with you. And you have yet to see the fullness of the goodness that I am doing and placing in your life. Sit back. Buckle up. Let's go. Like This is the joy that when you say like, Austin, where in your world do you feel like in your circumstances and what you've done wrong? Like, how do you sit there and smile and laugh? And Because it's nothing that I've found. It's a gift that I receive. Then when I look at Jesus, when I look at Scripture, and I look at the truth of what God has put in his word, he says that I have been given grace that I don't deserve, that I've given the joy of the salvation that is known to me, because Christ died so that I might have life, that a sin is no longer a separation, but his sacrifice is the gift. And with that gift becomes joy. That I walk around and say in my present circumstances, whether life is good or bad, whether my kids are amazing or awful, whether my marriage feels like it's the best it's ever been, or we are the worst we've ever done. The joy exists in my life, not because of my circumstances, not because I deserve it, because it's a gift to you. His mercies are new every, oh my Lord. His mercies are new every morning. However you, whatever happened yesterday, you woke up in the first breath that you cognitively breathed, and you're like, and whether you're a morning person or not, Jesus is like, those mercies right now are new this morning. What is happening today and my love for you isn't based on what you did yesterday or what you are about to do for me and show up on Sunday and worship with the people of God. No. You're not lost. You're not falling behind. You've not been kicked out. You're growing because he is working in you. And that is good news. You have both received the grace, the same grace that I have not deserved And he's working in you. But friends, this is where the rubber hits the road. That choosing grace, or choosing joy, isn't just a response to an intellectual practice. That choosing joy isn't just an intellectual response, but is also a heart posture. Like, and we do this all the time. Think about it. That some of you and all, and, and some of you would be on this road of wherever you're at with Jesus, that you would say that we even talked about the remember verse, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. And if they're fruits of the Spirit, which God has given to you as a free gift that Jesus sent to you and said, hey, my presence is going to be with you now. All of you have the presence of the Holy Spirit in you now. And that the, one of those fruits of being in communion with the Spirit is joy. So why aren't we joyful? If the psalm says, like, return the joy of your salvation to me. If there is joy in the salvation that Christ offers, why are we such Eeyores? Why do we walk around like, how's it going? It's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. Things are good. Don't sound good. How's your relationship with Jesus? Yeah, Jesus is great. Great, he's great. Great, yeah. I went to church today. It was good. Kyle was beautiful singing. I had a really good Kairos Kids moment. It, it like warmed my heart. I cried a couple tears. Ah, it sounds great. Like, come on, people. Like, the literal part of this is like, 
that we get this, that, oh, it's not an intellectual practice. It's not only an intellectual because what I know then plays out in my life. That Paul even says it in the other half of the verse that we read other, earlier is Philippians 1, chapter 7. It is right for me to feel, feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. Like Paul isn't saying, I'm just convinced of this. And Paul was a theologian, knew everything. And he wasn't like, well, because I know that the scriptures say that there's joy in the Lord, I will have joy with all of you. Like, could you imagine if I came into church and was like, I love all of you. You'd be like, excuse me? No, you don't. Try that for a week. Tell people that you love, I love you. Like, I ain't working. I don't feel that. I think you think that. How many of us Christians are like, I love Jesus. Excuse me, you do? Like, think about it. As we, you know, Jesus has returned to, to the, like, children come to me. And there's pureness in the children. Like, right, think about this. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. See, y'all can't even do it. Where? Down in my heart. I've got the joy. Like, come on. Like, there is something about it when you are, when people are singing and then inquire, like, that I, that, and then, or you're singing, it's like, if you sing like that, what will happen is it will come out like you believe it. So when people are singing, they're not just like, you don't just stand up there as a vessel and be like, I go in the house of the Lord. I know that's joy in the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. I'm kind of quiet. Like, but if you're like, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got the. Down in my heart to stay. And then I love it. It gets like worse. The kids are like, I got the love of Jesus, love of Jesus down in the depths of my heart. What? Like, like, come on. If you're like, I got the depth. Like, seriously, this is the thing that drives me the most nuts about, and I want to challenge this as a community. And I'm not trying to tell you to fake happiness. And they have this toxic positivity. What I'm telling you is to look intellectually, because God gave you a mind to love him with all of your mind and your heart and your soul and your strength. That this isn't an intellectual practice, but this is a heart posture. That you both look at the goodness of God and the grace that you have received, and you say, out of that, my life will live and testify. Fruit of the Spirit isn't something that you hide. It's something that is born off of you, and other people see it. And even in your life, if in a season, and it's been a bad season, and you only have one apple on your tree that fruits, and that bears fruit, guess what? It's testimony to the joy that you receive in Christ. Like, trust me, some, some seasons that are going to be really, 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 really hard. And the joy is still going to exist there. Because when you're connected to the Spirit, the fruit of that Spirit working in you will bear fruit. And when you look at it, you better not be like, oh, yep, I got some fruit. It's kind of good. But to say, I've looked and I've seen and I've experienced. And my response is joy. 
I'm not searching for it. I don't have the keys or the map to find it. I've received it. And so can you. This is what we choose this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, would we be open vessels who hears your spirit this morning? That we don't respond in a prayer with magical words. God, that you don't say that to you to go away. That right now you are sending and you have sent your Holy Spirit among us. What is the Holy Spirit saying in your life? Is keeping you. Is keeping me from the joy that is a gift. Holy Spirit, I wonder if you have given us the gift, yet we have chosen not to open it. Because we're afraid of the expectation that comes with being people of joy. But for some of us, it doesn't compute with the life that we are living. Holy Spirit, I wonder if we've opened the gift, we've marveled at it, and then months and years have passed, we've put it on the shelf and we've forgotten that it's there. Or Holy Spirit, maybe we are in a season in the valley of the shadow of death and we don't believe that joy exists in that place. Holy Spirit, work in our lives right now. Not later and after we leave, but Holy Spirit, right now in the presence of God, in the presence of Christ, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, work in us. Holy Spirit, what keeps us from the joy that you so graciously offer us? What holds us back? Holy Spirit, would you do the work that none of us can do? To your glory forever and ever. We ask this in your name. Amen.